Hello and welcome to On the Table. I'm Sana Ferreira. On the Table explores the past, present, and future of the American food culture that kids experience. Have you ever thought much about how what kids eat matters for their health as adults? Join On the Table for appetizing conversations about the influences on what kids like to eat and what you like to eat. Indulge in an array of insights from some of today's most influential architects of taste, notable chefs and restaurateurs, as they weigh in on the presence or absence of kids' meals and their visions for how kids should experience food. Stay for the unique stories that shape our discourse around food, love, and life. On the Table shares a smorgasbord of topics, ranging from the biological development of taste nutrition, multicultural cuisine, comfort foods, dining out, fine dining, what parents want, and the future of kids' meals. So why don't you pull up a chair and join on the table for today's feature dish? Setting the table. Why does it matter what kids eat? Episode 1. Food is probably my favorite thing in the world. I really enjoy everything about food, from growing it, to picking it, to preparing it, and serving and sharing it, usually in an aesthetically pleasing way. You would be perhaps surprised to learn that I live in Boston, an urban center, and can't actually grow very much where I reside. Food nourishes soul and body. Food provides way for adventurous exploration of cultures. It's a currency for communicating cultural appreciation, and it's also a love language to demonstrate care. As you can probably infer by my name, I represent a few different cultures. I also know about nutrients and how they operate to make someone healthy or ill. All in all, I'm a nutrition researcher, a recipe developer, and somewhat of a kitchen chemist. That I inherited from my father. But as a millennial foodie, when I go out to eat, it's usually firstly to satisfy either hunger or a craving, and secondly for the experience. Do I want to listen to that jazz band that's playing? Is the food attractive and Instagrammable? Does the restaurant care about how their food looks as well as how it tastes? Do I want to sit in a clean dining room? Am I looking for an upbeat atmosphere? Do I need to be able to hear my friend talk across the table? When evaluating a restaurant, I mentally file it away. Is this a place I'd want to come back to or not? And with whom? Could I take my nephews there? If yes, could I feed them foods that I see as nutritious and give them a variety of foods and textures and flavors and a fun experience? If given the opportunity, I take such joy in creating complex dishes at home and sharing them with kids. Although, I recognize that not having children of my own to feed multiple daily meals and snacks to might make my task easier than that of a parent. Seeing my nephews try and enjoy fresh blueberry whole wheat scones, or kids that I know trying new fruits or green smoothies brings me such delight. As a professional nutrition researcher, the premise for much of my work on childhood risk factors for adolescent and adult obesity and metabolic disease has issued from a fundamental curiosity that I have about why kids choose the foods that they do, when they do, to eat. It causes me to reflect on the reasons why I eat. 
Taking myself as an example, as I said, I'm a foodie, a millennial, and a home cook who likes to feed others, including kids, culturally inspired complex meals. As a researcher, I'm also well aware of the benefits and risks associated with my chosen diet. I wonder at my culinary heritage and how my early exposures to many novel foods familiar to me might have just put me where I am today. That is my culinary heritage. Actually, when I prepare meals for others, including kids, I'm a bit stubborn. I refuse to compromise flavors and be a short order cook. Although I grew up in America, the land that invented the kids' meals with the toys and the treats and the colors and the activities, I don't think that there is a single class of foods for kids as industry tends to suggest. You know those, the standard type of kids' meal. The burgers, the chicken fingers, the fries, the pizza, the chocolate milk. Despite my current views, I also see how strong my aversions to certain foods are. And I'm surprised and a little bit sad to see some of my picky adult friends still refusing to try tomatoes or avocados or eggplant, foods that I myself didn't like initially, but eventually grew to love. And on the table, in future episodes, I will explore different perspective on kids' dining out experiences and dining experiences that will enrich our understanding of what kids can eat when they're dining out and how we as a society can think about child nutrition, our nutrition, and our experiences with food differently. Thank you for joining me on the table. I hope you've enjoyed this spread of topics and will perhaps think about food your culinary heritage, and how you nourish yourself and others a little bit differently. When you serve food or enjoy what's on your table, remember you're sharing a little bit of yourself and showing others how to appreciate food. Next time on the table, we'll discuss some of the science behind kids' tastes and the challenges of food environments when eating out. Thank you so much for joining me and see you next time on The Table.